What's up, everybody? Welcome back into another edition of Bar Talk Sports Talk. You're now tuning in for episode 48. We do apologize on delay. I know it has been a minute. We hope you all have been doing well. It hasn't been too bad on our end, except minus some technical difficulties and, you know, a few things coming up here and there. But we hope you guys didn't miss us too much. We hope you guys enjoyed episode 47. There's been a lot going on in the sports world. We're now in the month of April. This is the first episode of April. We have a special surprise to start off the show. I do want to make an announcement. Ryan wasn't unfortunately able to do this episode. He's going through some personal issues with his family right now. We do hope that you all send him some prayers, positivity going his way, lift him up in spirit. Definitely want to get him back soon. But filling in for him in episode 48. This lady needs no introduction. We got the very wonderful Marissa Marillo. Hello. <laughs> joining us for episode 48. My fiance. Yeah. Making her bar top sports talk debut. <laughs> How you feeling? I feel good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Was that a good entrance for you? Yeah. Or yeah. Good, good introduction? Yeah. <laughs> so before we get into everything, before I preview the topics that we have planned for you all listening, you got to give everybody background of who you are as a sports fan as a sports fan i may live in kansas city but i'm definitely a chicago fan so screw the chiefs screw the royals no matter what you see me in oh don't say that it'll always be bears and cubs possibly the bulls and if we're getting into hockey then the blackhawks That's all because of your dad. We all know that. But I'll give you I'll give you credit. You do follow the Bears a lot more. Yeah. Uh, mainly the Cubs, but yeah. Is the excitement still there for the bear for the draft coming up? Oh yeah. I'm excited. I know the Bears don't have the number one pick anymore, they but they just need to hire me and you and then we can lead them to a Super Bowl. I mean it might not be a bad idea. <laughs> so speaking of the draft, we are now a week away from the draft in Kansas City. I never would have expected that. The NFL draft for the longest time was in Radio City Music Hall in uh, New York City. And then other host cities in the NFL have had their their term. So we've seen it in Nashville. We've seen it in Vegas. We've seen it in Philly. Now Kansas City. It's getting to a major city now, huh? Well... Ish. If you consider Kansas City. A little junior city. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we're getting there. We're getting there. But... The I'd say the city's buzzing. We're going to talk more about the draft towards the end of the show in the NFL segment to kind of preview what we have planned for you guys for episode 48. It's playoff time the NBA. It's really exciting. High-level basketball being played. We'll have some news for you guys there in just a few moments. We'll look at some of the series and some of the, new, uh, the headlines that have come out this week. MLB season. We're already four weeks in. Almost crazy. The, yeah, crazy. Started at the end of... June or in the end of March and now we're nearing the end of April. Really it's the mid April, yeah. but that's I unbelievable. Saw, I was telling one of my friends, I said I felt like March stayed for forever and then April like is coming and going. Like it's almost May now. It's crazy. Pretty much summer's around the corner. I know. The I'm boys excited. of summer, baseball. It's gonna be baseball everything here in a few weeks, or actually probably a month or two. But we have week four power rankings for you all. We didn't we haven't got to preview any of the power rankings or look at the standings or talk baseball in quite a while so i'm very excited about that we're gonna have some news going around the league as well 
as a Royals update. <laughs> at, at this point, it's not much of an update. It will probably be very short. <laughs> I, I'm just being honest. It's, it's not looking good so far. If you had a, any, any bets on the Royals winning the World Series and making the playoffs, you're probably... SOL. Well, <laughs> if, if you did it at the beginning of the season, you probably didn't bet a lot. You probably bet maybe, I don't know, five, ten bucks. Just because. Because you never know, but yeah, probably <laughs> you're not going to win much. <laughs> so the NFL will have some news going around the league leading up to the draft. We have some more rumors. We have some signings, some extensions. And we also, we have a special treat. Marissa, I'm glad that you were able to join this week because we're doing the mock drafts. And you actually have your mock draft for the Bears for us. Yeah, I made two of them. Two of them? I'm impressed. I really am. <laughs> So I'm excited. So let's kick it off. NBA. NBA playoffs. Okay. We're still in round one. We can kind of take a look at the stand, or not the standings, but where the playoff series are right now. So tonight we are having a three-game slate, the Sixers and Nets. This series is going kind of how most would have expected. The Sixers have kind of dominated for the most part. They lead Mm 2-0. The Kings and Warriors has been very entertaining. Mm Mm-hmm. I I know you haven't really seen much. I saw that one video, though. Which one? Uh, I think we're going to get to it later after. Oh, okay, okay. But that series, it's, it's probably been the best one so far, round one. Through two games, the Sacramento Kings lead 2-0. Who would have thought? Not me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, honestly, myself, Ryan, we had very low expectations for him. Especially me, though, because... Mm-hmm. I've talked about it in previous episodes. I wanted the Kings to fail and I want the Kings to continue to fail. So then in hopes of them possibly moving back to Kansas City. I was just about to say, is that because you want them to come back? <laughs> yes, that is exactly why. Yeah, that's funny. Because the NBA has to expand at some point. Either we get an expansion team or, you know, Sacramento can call them back. Yeah, I so. think I think Kansas City deserves an NBA team. I think the... The Kings are out of the question at this point. Sacramento, they've showed out in full force. It's their first playoffs in 16 years. They have their first playoff win against the defending champions. Man, it's I've been impressive. I've been pretty pleased. Some people may have some disagreements with how game two went, but that, I mean, that's neither here or there. If you're going to cry about the refs, I mean, I don't know. Golden State gets away with a lot of illegal screens. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm sure everything's paid. Anyway, so. Could be. And then the Suns and the Clippers, that series, it's looking like it's turning in the direction that I kind of predicted it would be, which would be a 4-1 victory for the Suns. Ooh. Well, and we'll talk about it here in a few minutes. But And then there's also <clears throat> the Lakers and Grizzlies. That's turned out to be a pretty entertaining series. The Lakers came out and swung a haymaker and connected in game one in Memphis. The Bucks and Heat. I think that one's going to be kind of a battle, especially with some banged up players in that one. Timberwolves and Nuggets. I think everyone's kind of expected that to go how it's played out so far through two games. Hmm. My Boston Celtics. Oh, yours. My Well, you said you like the Bulls a little bit. I mean, I feel like if there's going to be any team that I'm like all gung-ho for because of you, it'd probably be NBA because I don't really keep up with NBA. Boston Celtics are fun to watch. They're a historical franchise, too. Cool beans. You know I like my history. I know. (laughs) 
So the Boston Celtics have a commanding 2 nothing lead over the Atlanta Hawks. They have dominated the first two games. It's just, quite frankly, hasn't been close. The Cleveland Cavaliers and the, the New York Knicks, that was probably one of the marquee matchups of the first round. They lived up to the hype. Second game, Cavaliers blew out the Knicks, though. But the first game was very close. So it, it's going to keep getting interesting. I'm very excited to see how the rest of it plays out. I'm hoping my Boston Celtics come out on top. I hope so, too. Or her Boston Celtics. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. So some of the highlights of the first round thus far, Giannis and John Morant have gotten banged up. Have no you seen, way. have you watched those games? Some of you may have, some of you may not. Some of these games take place at weird times, especially for the West Coast teams. Yeah. It's hard to stay up and watch them. Yeah, because when it's like 9, 10 at night. When it starts. Yeah. Here, no Central way. Time, and then it gets over. So it gets over 12 o'clock almost <laughs> Central Time. Yeah. yeah. But it's still, you know, 10 o'clock over there. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's rough. It's rough. But Giannis and Ja, they've been banged up. Giannis was out game two. Ja's out, was out game two as well. Mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard is actually out tonight. So by the time you all hear this, it'll be, you know, Friday, of course. But he's out tonight for game three. That one's a big blow. And I alluded to it earlier. This, that series between the Clippers and the Suns is going to play out how I envisioned it in a 4-1 Suns victory. Go Suns. I was going to say, yeah, that's your, I mean, your other team in yeah. a way. You like their uniforms? <laughs> yeah, I like the colors. <laughs> the, I think, I believe you like the, the Valley ones, mm-hmm. the black ones. I mean, those are clean. I can't lie. And then Draymond Green. I think this is probably one of the biggest headlines. That's what I was talking about. Okay, yeah. I saw that video. One of the biggest headlines of the first round of the playoffs, the series between the Kings and the Warriors. It's been chippy. It's been a physical brand of basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, people can say what they want. Tremont Green has a reputation. He proceeds himself. You know, I, th- I mean, there's video footage. There's video. Footage. I mean, yeah, you can't really defend him. Yeah. People can say that Sabonis was the guy on the ground, mm-hmm. and he even came out and said that, you know, when I fell to the ground, saw him getting ready to walk over me. It looked like he was going to step on him. Yeah. So naturally, if you see someone's going to probably step on you or step over you, you're probably going to try to like cover your face. Yeah, prepare you yourself. Get stepped on in the face. I will say when I first watched it, I what I had seen because I was just like, oh, let me watch this and let me like take note or whatever. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, he totally held his ankle. And then I watched it again because I was like, no, you have to watch it at least more than once. And I watched it again. I was like, okay, he wasn't holding his ankle. He was like moving his arms up. And then it like. To call it a stomp is kind of reaching because it wasn't necessary. Like, it didn't look forceful, but it did look like it kind of hurt him. I mean, it led to so. a bruise contusion or a chest contusion. Okay. Well, he's also what, like, definitely six foot something. Oh, uh, Draymond Green, he's at least six six, a good 230. Yeah. So, if I were to have done that being 5'3, it wouldn't have left no bruise, but. That wouldn't have felt good. I mean, still, <laughs> not saying it was a good thing he did it. I think in that case, I from the different angles that it showed after the game, because mm-hmm. more angles of that play came out. Yeah, you could definitely see Sabonis was, you know, flinching and like, yeah, basically curling up into a ball. Yeah, you could definitely tell that Draymond Green went out of his way to do that, and his defense yeah. was, if I'm getting ready to take off sprinting, you know, and someone grabs my leg, you know, what do you think I'm gonna do? Yeah, but he didn't he even grab even, his leg. 
and and he wasn't getting ready to sprint. He wasn't. And so what I was thinking is he should have just fell forward and like try to get like a flop or something. He could have drew a foul. Exactly. Like just fall forward. Fall. You guys do it anyway. Do it again. It's a fair point. He no, he fully intended to do that because Sabonis was tied up with him. It's nothing new. This is the same guy that's kicked people in the nuts. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he definitely did that on purpose. He he has a reputation the he has a short leash with the referees. Oh. He's gotten plenty of technical fouls. You know, it's why does he still have a career? That's a good question. He I mean he should be playing in China at this point. So <laughs> <laughs> he he's a dirty player. I don't care what anybody has to say. Is he a future Hall of Famer? Possibly. I don't know. He's also one of the dirtiest players in NBA history. Maybe that's what he goes down for. I, th- I mean, yeah, he's going to be remembered for that. Now, one of the other ones, this actually just came out today, and it was from the game last night between the Lakers and the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. I know you don't really know who a lot of these players are, but Dylan Brooks is a player for the Memphis Grizzlies. I don't I like him. I was just about to say Grizzlies. Yeah. I don't like him mm-hmm. for a few reasons. Okay. He held BKU way back when in 2016. Grudges. Because he, he was, uh, played for the University of Oregon. But mm-hmm. right now... He's just a goofy guy, and and not a good goofy, not a good goofy, <laughs> a bad goofy, a bad goofy, not a go- not the the goofy movie. <laughs> it's not a feel good. Yeah. Okay. This guy, so the the team in general, the Memphis Grizzlies, think of it as a, an annoying little cousin, as Hector likes to say. Ah, oh, dang. So they're they're a team that likes to. They've been in the playoffs. They've mm-hmm. they've had some success. John Morant's a superstar. But this yeah. team talks way too much to Trash. have nothing to show for. <laughs> but it's a, it's like I said, it's that annoying little cousin that'll like. I would say it's more like a, an annoying little brother. Well, yeah. Because, I mean, little brothers always want to say that they're better or whatever. And that's like, where'd what you it get is. your flow from? So Dylan Brooks, he's come out and he's he's said some goofy things through t- towards the end of the. Re- NBA regular season and now most recently he was saying that he doesn't care who LeBron James is he doesn't give him respect until LeBron James drops 40 on him did he now the funny thing about it he didn't drop 40 but the funny thing about that statement is I believe LeBron James I want to say he had 28 points when guarded by Dylan Brooks had over 50 percent from the 50 percent shooting while guarded by Dylan Brooks and hit a few threes on Dylan Brooks. Okay. So he wasn't that far off from 40. I mean, 28 points, you're only 12 points away. I bet he probably just wants to be LeBron James. Um, there's probably a lot of basketball players that want that. Yeah, but like, I feel like he truly wants to be him, and he's upset that he's not as big as LeBron James is. I think him in general, he's just... He, 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 I don't know. That, like I said, that whole team... They they talk way too much. Yeah. They've called themselves a dynasty. A dynasty? When they haven't won anything. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I've rarely heard of the Grizzlies or what's his name? Brooks? Yeah, Dylan Brooks. So, I mean, I'm not really into sports that much, but still, I know who LeBron James is. I know who, oh, what's his name? I forgot what his name is. Steph Curry? Yeah, there we go. I was just throwing it out there. Now, one last thing before we move on to some more news outside of the playoffs, more more of the awards, because we're at award ceremony time. Not really award ceremony, but award giving season. 
I guess you could say. Yeah. So the opening weekend of the NBA playoffs this past weekend, they, they averaged 4.1, 4.15 million viewers, which is the most in 12 years. Now, some of you may scoff at that because if you think about it, it's really nothing compared to the NFL. Mm -hmm. The NFL, like I said, I think I've said it on here before, that a bad game or like an average NFL game probably averages around 15 million viewers. Wow. Yeah. Not a lot of people are big on basketball for whatever reason. They're missing Mm -hmm. out, though. Are they? I think so. I mean... A lot of people, for whatever reason, like college basketball more than the NBA. And I get why. March Madness March is Madden, awesome. Yeah, I was about to say, there's nothing like that for... And I feel like the NBA just drags it out. Like, it's literally a whole year. Almost, yeah. It's kind of long. 52 games. Really long. <laughs> Doesn't need to be 52 games. Baseball is longer. But I like baseball. It's more entertaining. Eh, it can be. You can go out there, be in the sun. Instead of in an arena. Yeah. Okay. Now some news. Malcolm Brogdon, this was just announced today, has won the sixth man of the year. Sixth man like I'm Lou Will. Shout out Drake. No. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Lou Williams, he's actually famous for winning the sixth man award with multiple teams. But Malcolm Brogdon, the Boston Celtics, are Boston Celtics. He is now the third... Boston Celtic to win this award. The other two were oh, Kevin McHale and Bill Walton. I almost drew a blank there. <laughs> it was very hard to remember his name for whatever reason. Uh-oh. I think that's really cool, though. Th- this guy, he just signed with the Celtics this year. Really? Yeah, so this is his first year in Boston. And in 2017, I believe... There might have been a few years before that. He was actually the rookie of the year, too. So now he has two signature awards to his name. Nice. Next up, NBA champion. Okay. Fingers crossed. Now some other awards. Mike Brown of the Sacramento Kings, deservingly so, is the coach of the year. I can respect that. Okay. He, like I said, the expectations for the Kings... They were very low at the beginning of the season. No one expected them to, to be where they're at now. To be the third seed in the West, the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. No, nobody expected that. That's it's, it's impressive. He did a very very good job. They were terrible last year. I think they won less than thirty games. They had really they had relatively the same roster, but mm-hmm. you know just a different coach that can make that a difference like that. Oh yeah, for sure. I will say Joe Mazzulla of the Boston Celtics. He could have been in consideration for it too. First year head coach, but granted, he is stepping on a team or stepping into a team that just was in the NBA Finals. So yeah, he, I mean, what does he really have to do? Not much. Yeah, but I, I like Mike Brown. He's a good coach. He's been around the league for a long time. I believe he coached LeBron James back in Cleveland. And then the other award that, or there's two more: Jaron Jackson Jr. of the Memphis Grizzlies. They're not, they're not a very likable team. <laughs> and this one's kind of funny because I think Ryan pointed it out. And if you guys have followed along in this podcast series, I believe Jaron Jackson Jr., Ryan explained it that the Memphis Grizzlies or whoever statisticians were at giving him 
plus uh, more stats than what he actually had. So defensive stats. So really. So extra rebounds, extra blocks, extra steals. Not by a significant margin, but I mean they add up. They'll add up. And it helps your numbers look good for an yeah. award like this. So, mm -hmm. but I mean, he, but he did put together an impressive season. So at twenty three, this was according to or from NBA from NBA Communications, their PR page on Twitter. At twenty three, he becomes the second youngest Kia Defensive Player of the Year after Dwight Howard. It's a pretty elite company. Dwight Howard, do you know who he is? I've heard the name. It sounds familiar. You may you may have seen him maybe. He's from the early two or mid two thousands. Reminds me of my best friend. The magic? Dwight? Howard. Oh yeah, shout out Cheyenne. Yeah. So Jaron Jackson Jr. led the NBA in blocks this year with three per game for the second season in a row, actually. He held opponents to an NBA low forty six point nine shooting percentage at the rim. Which is pretty good because if usually if you're at the rim for a big guy, because he's a he's a small or he's a power forward. Mm -hmm. Usually at that position, they're averaging over fifty and probably over sixty percent from the floor. So that's pretty good. And he held Memphis, or he held Memphis ranked third in the NBA in defensive rating. So I mean, he, he puts together a good season. You can't discredit him too much. He just plays for a very unlikable team. <laughs> Switch teams. No, this is a likable guy. <laughs> De'Aaron Fox wins the most clutch. So another Sacramento King picking up an award. Dang. So the most clutch, play, or most clutch player was mm -hmm. introduced this year. This is the first time this award's been ever, or this is the first time this award has ever been given out. And it goes to the player essentially that had the most points in the fourth quarter during the regular season. And I believe he had over 140 points scored in the fourth quarter. I think I saw something about that. So in the crunch time, when the game's on the line, you know, he's, he's someone, putting him up. Yeah, he's someone you can count on. And, That's good. I mean, That's a good, big portion of their success goes to him. That's why they've yeah. had a turnaround season. Yeah. That's kind of all the news we have before we move on to the next segment, which will be MLB. I do have an updated odds for the NBA championship. This is if you're a betting person. I am not. So yeah, fair warning. Marissa is strongly against betting, and I respect 100%. it. I respect it, but mm. she doesn't mind me talking a little bit about it. So to quickly, I'll give a few teams. The Boston Celtics, they're the odds-on favorite now. After Giannis Antetokounmpo went down, the Milwaukee Bucks are right behind them, and the Phoenix Suns are third. Philadelphia and Denver are at four and five. Golden State, they're at six. But they might be, might be sliding down. If they go down 3-0, because Draymond Green was actually suspended. I forgot to mention that. Draymond Green was suspended because of that stomp. Yeah, yeah. So if they go down 3-0. They go down. That's going to be awesome, though. I mean, let I do like I do like watching <laughs> Steph Curry play. Yeah. He is, he is a really fun player to watch, but. They beat the Celtics last year. I got to root against them. Isn't he the one that puts his retainer? Yes. In his yes. Sock? It's not a retainer, it's a mouthpiece, but same. Sick goes in your mouth. Yeah, same difference. After sweating. Here's your head. I mean, he, yeah, he's been doing that <laughs> for, I don't know, that is a habit. He has been doing that for years. Sick. I'll skip the lottery. We'll, skip, we'll save that for another episode. Are you sure? Yeah. Now, I can show you. 
the playoffs. I know it's late, but we can still do our picks. I think you already know who I'm picking. To win it all. Yeah. I don't care about stats. The Celtics? The NBA. Well, I didn't have the stats. Well, like, statistics, you know, like, um, these, this team's more likely to be, beat these, this team or whatever. I was going to say the Suns solely because I like their colors. <laughs> but Fair if enough. they don't get it, then obviously the Celtics. Fair enough. Fair enough. I do actually have, so I did the NBA pickums. So NBA.com, I don't know if they're still having the promotion. I think over the weekend they had it, mm-hmm. which is weird because usually you think that they would shut this off before the playoffs started, but like before game one. Mm-hmm. They had this promotion that you could pick each series by each round mm-hmm. for free and you have a chance of winning a million dollars. Oh, wow. For free. For free. For the free. That's interesting. I signed up for it. I don't, oh, I don't wow. know. I don't know if all of it's going to. <laughs> if it's gonna hit fingers crossed but we i did use it no. <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> but but i did have the celtics and the suns in the finals no way mm-hmm. we might be on opposing teams either way as long as they're happy i will be happy you have to root for the celtics in that spot i will but if they score if the suns score nah. Woo-hoo. quietly <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so now we'll move on to baseball. Yeah. I know you'd be happy to talk about this. I love baseball. As I mentioned at the top of the show, we have not talked baseball in what seems forever. Since opening week, and we've been meaning to and meaning to, but as I mentioned, you know, things just came up. We had technical difficulties, but we can finally talk baseball. Week four of the MLB season now. Here's the latest power rankings as of Monday. April 17th, the Atlanta Braves are number one in baseball right now. Their record stands at, oops, sorry, didn't have it pulled up. Dang it. I thought I found one that said 14 and 5. Yes, they're 14 and 5. The Tampa Bay Braves, or Tampa Bay Rays, actually have the best record in baseball, but this was as of Monday, so it probably changes. But as of right now, the Braves, the Rays and the Jays are the top yeah. three teams. Yeah, what a coincidence. Atlanta <laughs> at number one. I get it. They, they have one of the best records in baseball, but let's be honest. They just came off a series against the Royals before this power rankings. True, man, and they dominated it, didn't they? They did. They, they did. sweeped them off their feet. I mean, you can't deny it, but really, like, are they the best team in baseball? <laughs> I mean, anybody we'll can beat the Royals. True, true. I'm not not to discredit them. They are a really good team. They're probably as at this, at this point right now. I probably have them coming out of the National League because the rest of the NL they they're still kind of been, they've been slow out of the gates to start the season. What, the ten, what? What was that bet we made last year? Oh, who would have the better <laughs> record? Well, yeah, we so we all, we have this thing that we started last year at the start of every season. We say. Who's going to finish with the better record, the Cubs or the Royals? Always the Cubs. And it happened last year while he was talking poo-poo. Not 2021, though. Well, we're not talking about 2021 because <laughs> we're talking about 2022. Fair enough, fair enough. You get, the winner gets bragging rights for a year. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, the Tampa Bay Rays 
they had a tremendous start to the season. I believe they started 13-0. and 0, Dang, which that's ha- really good. Which hasn't been done in a while. But then they had, a, I think, a three-game losing streak. Yeah. But they, they got back on track. Their first three-game series was terrible. I think they played Detroit, the A's, the Athletics, Man. and then the Red Sox, and then I think like the Nationals. So mm-hmm. four of their first series in the season. Easy. Yeah, easy wins. Easy dubs. <laughs> And it's around so Blue Jays, as I mentioned, they're number three. Mm-hmm. They are where are they at? They're at eleven and eight. Mm-hmm. We have the New York Yankees at number four. I think that's kind of just giving them the benefit of the doubt. They're twelve and seven. The Houston Astros, the Nat- the reigning champions, they are at nine and ten as of right now. Now, granted, these are made on Monday, so I, I shouldn't be too harsh on some of these teams. The Milwaukee Brewers, they are 14-5. and five. They should move up in the rankings next week. The Los Angeles Dodgers. Controversial. Controversial. <laughs> 9 and 10. They're at number 7. The Minnesota Twins at number 8. They're leading the AL Central. Not very hard when you have the Lions or the Tigers and the Royals in that division. <laughs> the New York Mets at number nine and the San Diego Padres at number 10. That's where the standings are right now, or the power rankings, I should say. Mm-hmm. The standings look like this as of, as of four weeks in, going on five weeks. So by division, you have the Tampa Bay Rays leading the AL East. You have the Minnesota T- Twins leading the AL Central, as I mentioned. And then out west in the AL West, you have the Texas Rangers leading there. They're over the defending champions. I wouldn't guess that at all. National League, you have the Atlanta Braves in the NL East, the Milwaukee Brewers in the NL Central, and then the Arizona Diamondbacks in the NL West. The NL West has been very wide open as of right now to the start of the season. I know Hector, he's probably a little nervous. Why? Because he's watching the Cubs game. That's right. He did say that. <laughs> we did talk to him before the show. He did say that. Well, nah, they're, they're tied right now. So. He, he, whenever the Dodgers struggle, he likes to be all nonchalant. Be like, we got this. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> He's funny, though. I mean, he does know his baseball, though. I give him credit there. Yeah. Now, the players of the week, I believe I had that saved. If I don't, I do apologize in advance. Mm. Oh, okay. I didn't. But I had the league leaders. So this was as of two days ago. The batting average leader is Luis Arias of the Miami Marlins. I probably just butchered his name. Home run leader, you had Pete Alonso of the New York Mets with eight home runs. You have Jordan Alvarez of the Houston Astros with 20 RBIs. And you have Sonny Gray of the Minnesota Twins with a .53 ERA. That is very, very good pitching. Now we'll get into some of the news. Max Scherzer just made headline news today. He got ejected last night for having foreign substance on his hands. Oh, snap. So he had stuff on his hands from... Oh, sticky? From Paris. From uh, France. Mm, no, I'm kidding. I was going to say... That's just because foreign substance. Oh. Oh, it can't... Okay, now it's clicking. <laughs> <laughs> so really, it's anything... If it can be... So pine tar... Yeah. Or spider tack are two of the most notable ones. To make it more grip on his yeah, hand. Yeah, you can get grip on the ball a mm-hmm. lot better. Max Scherzer of the New York Mets was just, or no, he's actually, is he part of the New York Mets? 
think so. No. I forgot who he plays for now. <laughs> I think he's still with the Mets. Because, yeah, because DeGrom left. Okay, Max Scherzer of the New York Mets. That just had a brain fart. <laughs> he got suspended 10 games, though. Shohei Otani has made some news. Not, not necessarily him, but really just the buzz surrounding him has mm -hmm. made news. There are rumors going around that he could be out of Los Angeles at the end of the season, which more than likely will happen. Yeah. If the Los Angeles Angels are not in playoff contention, Shohei Otani will then be a free agent this coming offseason. He's obviously going to move on. He's going to go get a big contract. He's probably going to be the highest paid player ever. Rightfully so. But it's funny. The New York Yankees, they had a series with the Angels this, at the beginning of this week. They're already selling his jersey in Yankee <laughs> Stadium. No way. But not as a Yankee jersey, but as an Angels jersey. It's pretty, mm. pretty funny, though. And I'd say one of the biggest headline of this week. I'd say it's the future of the Oakland A's and really the MLB. Yeah. It was just reported, I think yesterday, the Oakland A's have entered an agreement. This is from Front Office Sports. Shout out to them. I love their Twitter page. They have so many very cool tidbits. But they reported yesterday that the Oakland A's have entered in an agreement for, for land in Las Vegas. With plans to build a $1 billion stadium on a, in a 35,000-seat ballpark. Wow. But the only thing, the only hold up on this, the Oakland A's still have a lease with Oakland Coliseum in the city of Oakland, I believe, for another three years. Wow. So it might be three more years before the Oakland A's actually uh, move to Las Vegas. So what, Las Vegas is just stealing Oakland's teams? Essentially, yes. So they were the Oakland Raiders. Now what are they? The Raiders. Still trash. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, but Oakland Coliseum, the, the biggest problem was, was that Oakland Coliseum, the, the athletics just did not pay to take care of it. And it's mm -hmm. just gone downhill. There's been flooding in it. There's been holes uh. in the roof. And... And actually, this is funny. Okay. So I don't know if you've heard of it. The Royals, I believe it might have been their championship year or somewhere in between, between now and then, mm -hmm. they had what was called a rally mantis. So whenever you go on a rally, it's usually when you're down late in the game and you're trying to come back. So they say put on your rally cap, you put your hat on like sideways or turn it inside out. Mm -hmm. But at that, at one of these games, there was a praying mantis that flew on one of the player's shoulders. <laughs> And so they called him the Rally Mantis, and they kept him in a little uh, box. He died, huh? No, no, no. They, it was oh. one of the breathable ones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so long story short, the Oakland A's, this is a funny joke, though. They would call it the Rally Possum. <laughs> the Possum? There was a possum living in Oakland Coliseum <gasps> in the walls in one of the broadcasting booths. Oh, my God. Did it, is it dead now? Or like... No, it was alive. It got caught on national television, or not national television, but on, uh, I think they might have been playing the New York Mets mm -hmm. last weekend or so, and it was on the Nets broadcast booth. <laughs> I guess it was like popping his head out. Oh my God. And they actually, so now for the rest of the season, until they get that 
the possum out of the the wall. Yeah. They are now having away broadcasting teams. They have to go to another booth to do their broadcast. Man. <laughs> the place it's it's just a dump. It's one of the worst professional sports venues j- just in general in North America. It's terrible. It's not well maintained. Even when the Raiders were there, it was it was called the Black Hole for a reason. Yeah. No, that's what they like, but it, it's it's sad because the Oakland A's while they're not a historical franchise, in a way they kind of are, but not really. Yeah. They've had a lot more losing seasons than winning seasons, but they're it's just it's gonna be weird. Kind of like how when Oakland Raiders left. You know, you think of Oakland, you think of the Raiders. Yeah. You think of baseball in Oakland, you think of the A's. But I feel like once it's been a couple years or so, like you'll get used to it. It's like I don't even like I know the Raiders were in Oakland, but now when I think of the Raiders, I think of Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I agree with you there. Now for the future of baseball, before we get into the Oakland and Vegas part of this, the future of baseball. So now we'll still have thirty teams. We know we're going to get the A's in Vegas, but the MLB is looking to expand. Vegas was one of the sites as an expansion team. It's not going to be an expansion team anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, Nashville's been thrown out there, and now Salt Lake City. Oh, snap. Which, one, which, which city do you think? So you have Salt Lake City up in the mountains, mm-hmm. or you have Nashville down in the south? I feel like down in the south might be better because, you know, like, I don't know, weather might be better. There's not really a lot of southeast teams either. Really yeah. only Atlanta. Yeah. I think that might be a good area to open one up, but it also would be cool to go to Salt Lake and go watch a baseball game sometime. It, the best part about it, there be there were pro and con. Mm-hmm. So a pro, if you, the way you build a stadium, if it has a backdrop of the mountains. Yeah. Now the con, think about when baseball season starts mm-hmm. towards the end of winter. Mm-hmm. You're going to be cold. Yeah. You're probably going to be dealing with snow, weather, all kinds. You're going to have to make it a dome. The first ever dome. No, there's dome baseballs. Really? Yeah. Mm. So the Marlins, the Rangers, the Astros, the Mariners, the Blue Jays. Stupid weather. Diamondbacks. There's quite a few teams that have domes. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Now, as I kind of alluded to, the Oakland and Vegas thing. Mm-hmm. So this is, as you mentioned, this is the second team that Vegas has taken from Oakland. Yeah. But the city of Oakland in general, they have no professional sports teams anymore, or they're not going to. Once the A's moved? It is sad. That is sad because you did have the Golden State Warriors were there, the Raiders, and the A's. Three major professional sports teams. Now you have nothing. Well, you don't know how to keep up with it. Yeah, because all those stadiums, well, I mean, the A's and the Raiders shared it, so naturally that stadium was terrible. Yeah. I believe Oracle Arena, that that stadium was really outdated. It needed significant renovations, and then it just didn't meet the criteria of today's, you know, standard for NBA or today's, I guess, fan experience. But now the Vegas side of things, Vegas is becoming a sports town. I know oh, you, yeah. and I know you hate Vegas, and I get it. The city of sin has turned into the city of sports, and is then it? over the in a ten year period, the city of Vegas 
is going to have and has the 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 A's, the Aces, the WNBA basketball team, the Raiders, the Desert Dogs. Not sure who that is. The, <laughs> the Golden Knights, the NHL team. They've hosted the Pro Bowl. That's actually the site of the Pro Bowl now. The NFL Draft has been there. A Final Four is going to be there. The Formula One Grand Prix, that's going to be a big deal once that uh, gets going. Mm-hmm. That's for the speed race through Vegas. I mean, that's going to be cool. Sounds cool. But... It's not NASCAR, so it's a bit more exciting. I was about to say, that's the NASCAR. No, no, no. <laughs> and then the College Football National Championship game is eventually going to be hosted there as well. Man, sounds like the place to be for you. No, no, no. <laughs> I I do feel bad for the city of Oakland though, but at the same time, like as you mentioned, you know, if you want nice things, you gotta take care of it. Exactly. That's why a lot of people say why we can't have nice things. Pretty much. Now some more news in baseball. Fernando Tatis Jr. He's back. Nando El Nino. He's back. <laughs> A long way to return after his PED suspension. I believe it was 80 games. Yeah, it was 80 games. He's received a lot of hate. Hector's one of the haters. Haters gonna hate. Nah, I mean, he he kind of deserves it. If, if you, so baseball fans, especially compared to other sports, if you cheat, you're. No, you're not cool. You're remembered as a cheater for life. Yeah, forever. Like, and they will not, they'll hold a grudge about it too. So I'm like, NBA. NFL five years after the fact, like, ah, oh, okay, you know, whatever. Baseball, mm-hmm. oh no. They, they still talk about Pete Rose. <laughs> it's Pete Rose gambling, you know? Mm-hmm. But actually, Fernando Tatis Jr., he's been playing pretty good in the minors, which a lot of people were upset about. How is he playing in the minors if he's suspended? I was going to say. So I think there was a loophole around it. It was technically rehab assignments because he was coming back from injury too, so he had to get some game time in. Uh. Of course. So in eight games, he had seven home runs, 15 RBIs, and had a 5.15 average. <laughs> now, granted, he's teeing off against minor league pitchers. And, yeah. You know, obviously the talent level is going to be much better once he gets to the majors again. But mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how he does tonight. I believe he's playing the Twins or somebody. I can't remember. Madison Bumgarner. Ha. He got released by the Arizona Diamondbacks, but really he's a winner in the situation because he gets $34 million. So he's not really a loser, but Kansas City holds a grudge against him. If you remember the 2014 World Series. I'm going to be honest, the only only time I ever really paid attention to, like, really, really, like, watched all the games or tried to watch all the games was when the Cubs World, the 2016 World Series. Every single game I could. Makes sense. I mean, I get it. I get it. Now, one last headline news. Or actually, we're, yeah, one last headline news, and then we're kind of getting to a little topic before we move on. So, the MLB is actually. So, we've seen the rules that have happened this year the bigger bases, the pitch clock, and the batter clock, I believe. I think they're. Or no, the ban, the ban of the shift. Now, the MLB has also looking into experimenting with a, they call it a double hook. So the DH rule. So if the DH, and this is kind of going to Shohei Otani, if the DH is the starting pitcher and he fails to complete at least five innings pitching, 
he can't bat anymore. What? Which is stupid because I, I told Hector about it. We talked about it off the show. Mm-hmm. And the Shohei Otani example, he's the best player in baseball right now. Mm-hmm. He can bat and he can pitch. People want to go see this guy. If he's not pitching, they want to see him at the plate. Mm-hmm. Say if he doesn't pitch five innings, then you're taking him out of the game at the plate as well. Wow, that's crazy. So essentially, that's what this rule would be. Now, there's not nearly as many two-way players as him. Yeah. That, like two-way players yeah. as well, pitching and batting. Yeah, pitching and batting. But people want to see guys like that. Yeah, that's cool. It makes the game more exciting. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, another rule that could possibly make the game more exciting. So we've seen the universal DH. So we've seen the universal DH that came about a few years ago. It was a really popular thing. Now they're starting to implement implement the designated pinch runner. Now that's going to be interesting because you can mm-hmm. have a specific guy on your team that is just blazing fast. Yeah. And you can put him in at any point in the game. And usually if you enter in a pinch runner, you have one person at a time. This would be one specific person though. <gasps> so now the, if you're a Royals fan, think back to the World Series days, Terrence Gore. That guy was the fastest player in baseball. Mm-hmm. And we specifically use them as a pinch runner. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. If we could use him as a pinch runner every single time, we probably would have won the 2014 World Series too. Possibly. So those are, the game of baseball, It's they're trying. I don't like the DH one, but they are trying to make the game more enjoyable. Trying, trying. I mean, but that's still enjoyable to go watch. Like you go watch and he's pitching and then you're still watching and he's, Next thing you know, he's that bat. Like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I completely agree. And before we get to this very short Royals update, you actually sent me this before the show. It said it was a question on Twitter. It was saying from the MLB Twitter page, which of these teams could possibly make a postseason run? And it pictures the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Chicago Cubs, the Arizona Diamondbacks, Twins, Orioles, Rangers, Brewers and the Marlins. So all these teams didn't make the playoffs last year. Long story short, I think the Cubs do have a good chance this year. I believe it. And I'm hopeful. The NL Central isn't very strong. Well, I take that back. The NL Central, you do have the Pirates and the Brewers. Mm -hmm. Cardinals, I don't think you can count them out quite yet. I think you can. (laughs) That's just the road talking. Maybe. (laughs) <laughs> now, out of those teams, I will say Cubs are a fringe wild card. I think the Brewers are for sure going to win that division. Yeah, probably. AL side of things, I say the Twins probably win the AL Central. Either them or Cleveland. Yeah, I would say the Twins. Now, the very quick Royals update. Not much to get into. We've been swept the... <laughs> past two series actually yeah we've been swept the past two series there was a point in time where the royals actually had the f- four they were top five in era for starting rotation in the mlb that's quickly come and gone our batting average is terrible i believe we're batting under 200 as a team and we are now let's take a look at the standings 14 and 15 we have the second to worst record in baseball on the al side at least you're not the worst. Yeah, the Detroit. No, no, no. Detroit's ahead of us, actually. The Oakland A's. We could be the Oakland A's. 
at least you're not the worst. <laughs> I mean, yeah, moral victories, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's very short. I guess the one positive thing I saw this week, Frank Mazzucato, he was a 2021 first round draft pick of the Royals. He's a lefty. He's a Ooh. pitcher. He actually recorded a career high in the in single A. So there's mm-hmm. single A, double A, and triple A in baseball. Like That's batteries. Your, yeah. Ish. <laughs> Those are your minor league affiliates mm-hmm. of the Kansas City Royals. He threw, he set the, the record for that team, that organization, 12 strikeouts in a game. Dang, I think I saw something about that. That's crazy. So if we can get him into, you know, our rotation, that'd be great. Yeah, for real. Come on now. Now, as we get closer to the end of this, of this show, episode 48 of Bar Top Sports Talk, we're going to get into the NFL. And now it's starting to get into a very exciting time. NFL draft day and really leading up the first couple weeks leading up to the draft. So many rumors, so many storylines. The free agency, at least, has quieted down. There's been a few signings here and there, some extensions, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show. But now it, it's just really everyone's just studying everyone's tape. Everyone's talking. All these teams are talking. I'll get into the latest news. Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles made headline news this week by B- Jalen Hurts extending his contract to become the highest paid player in NFL history. Crazy. Five years, $255 million, $179.3 million guaranteed. You think they'll win it this year? No. (laughs) The NFC should be better slightly. I think they're still a really good team. I think he's a great player. Mm -hmm. I don't think he should be the highest paid player in NFL history. One good season shouldn't get you that. I mean, if they want to keep him there. Yeah, if they want to keep him there. That's just that's the price now for quarterbacks. So the quarterback market, ever since Patrick Mahomes and really a few players before Patrick Mahomes, the new the ceiling at this point, or the floor, I should say. The floor right now, $40 million a year. Sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, the, that's the floor right now for good quarterback play. Now, if you're elite, you're getting $45 million to $50 million mm-hmm. a year. Now you're entering Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Jalen Hurts range. Mm-hmm. This, is, this, uh, this impacts Lamar Jackson because now people, Lamar Jackson fans, they want Lamar Jackson to get more than that. Who's better? I don't know. At this point, I would go Jalen Hurts. Maybe it's recency bias, but Lamar Jackson has regressed. I've made that very clear that he's regressed. Yeah. The numbers are there that he regressed. I don't think that he deserves more guaranteed money than Jalen Hurts. Numbers are numbers. Now, there's a potential bidding war for the commanders. That news broke, I believe, a week ago, but there's new ownership groups that are forming. This bidding war could potentially reach $7 billion. Jeez. I don't know if it will. It'll probably be in the $6 billion range. But the last I saw, I believe it was six point oh five billion. Wow! Yeah, it's <laughs> who'd have thought that the Washington Commanders organization? Not me. I I wouldn't have expected them to be that valuable. Can 
we put in the fine print that technically we get all the money <laughs> and <Yeah>. not them. <laughs> yeah. Now here's a good here's a feel good story. Damar Hamlin was cleared to play football again. What? Yes. I think it, you everybody was shocked. I didn't think it would come this soon. Me either. It's Give only that been man like what a year? It's not even been that long. January early January or mid January, 3 months. You're kidding. He's been cleared. Oh my god. That it's a it's a miracle that he's even alive still. Yeah. To see that he gets the chance to do what he loves again. I like it. I'm just worried. No, I I am too. I understand if he wants to continue playing. You know, this is his dream. He's made it to the highest level of his profession. I get it if he wants to continue. You just have to be very, very cautious. If I was his mom, I'd tell him, don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I get it. I'll take care of you. But it was a feel-good story. I was very happy to see that for him. Yeah. You know, I hope he comes back, and I hope he comes back and plays very well. Yeah, but I don't know. Might get PTSD. Might not be that great. I don't want to, like, dog on him, but you don't know what it did to him. No one knows what it did to him mentally. It'll definitely be a mental hurdle that he'll have to get over eventually or somehow find a way to cope with it. I hope he does because, you know, if this is what he loves to do, you know, I hope he's able to do it. Absolutely. And then one of the last bit of our latest news, teams are interested in trading for quarterback Trey Lance to the San Francisco 49ers. Now, if you keep up with the San Francisco 49ers, you know that they have terrible injury luck at the quarterback position. Yeah. So I would think that you would want as many quarterbacks on your roster as possible. (laughs) Just draft them all. (laughs) Yeah. And you're wanting to trade away a guy that you traded up for to draft two years ago with the third overall pick, I believe. Mm -hmm. I just don't understand. He's an athletic guy, has a pretty big arm pretty physical dude too he's coming off an acl injury i I just find it strange that they want to trade him especially they have brock purdy as their backup he was a rookie last year got him to the nfc championship game or Mm -hmm. helped get them to the nfc championship game but he i believe tore his ucl and his throwing elbow so if you remember from the nfc championship game you might have heard us joking around about it marissa but Mm-hmm. He couldn't throw the entire game. No, yeah, I've seen a lot of jokes about that. <laughs> and all the all they could, all the Forty Niners could do is just hand the ball off. Yeah. So it was an easy win for the Eagles. Yeah. So, but you have two injured quarterbacks. You signed Sam Darnold from the Carolina Panthers, but maybe rock with him, and just you know, if, if you got win games, you win games. If you lose games, it probably in, increases your draft odds for next year. Go Bears. They lost a lot. <laughs> no, they they gained they gained it back though. Yeah, but like what you just said, like if you're losing a lot, it'll, oh, yeah, yeah. your odds are better to be, in, you know, get I, better picks. I get what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> so it it puts the Niners in a weird spot because you would think you're just in the NFC Championship game. Yeah. You would want to try to keep contending. Yeah. Not possibly lose games, but. I mean, maybe they maybe they're in a situation where they surprise people, they they lose in a way, not necessarily tank, but yeah, improve their draft position and then get draft picks, and mm-hmm. then a year from now or two years from now, they're probably a Super Bowl contender again. Yeah. Now a quick draft update. So as we mentioned at the top of the show, 
The draft is one week away. Kansas City has been live. Everyone's talking about this. Exactly one week from now. Yeah. It, it'll be, yeah, we'll be there. Yeah. We'll be there. Now, you've seen pictures of the layout and the, every, the surrounding area. What do, what do you think about all this? I think it's pretty cool that they're doing everything. I'm hoping that we have, like, you know, enough time to, you know, see everything, but also be there for the draft as well. And experience it all. Yeah. I'm excited for Kansas City to be on the national spotlight again and for everybody traveling in to really get to see the city and see that it's pretty underrated. Yeah. Me and you, me and you had this argument a, a few times, but I mean, I it's no Chicago. It's but... no Chicago. It's no New York City. It's no LA. But I really think it's one of the most underrated cities in the country. I will say that it it it's setting the bar. There's some pretty high expectations for this draft. Mm-hmm. Kansas City is expected to have to attract over three hundred thousand people. Yeah. In context, the Super Bowl parade was a million. That's, that is crazy to me. I mean, we were there never again. I already <laughs> told you this, but that was crazy. And Kansas City is set to have the biggest draft stage and video board since they started doing these host cities. Wow, that's cool. But like I said, the... Go Kansas City. The bar, <laughs> the bar is getting set pretty high. Yeah. And then in addition to all the festivities and everything, they're going to have Musical acts through the three days. So Thursday, Fallout Boy is is headlining. <laughs> if you're a Fallout Boy fan, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you like it, maybe you don't. I'm not a big fan. Montley Crew, I think the, the older crowd would probably be excited about that. They're headlining Saturday, and then Thundercat is set to perform on Saturday. Oh, what is that? Never heard of him. Smelly cat, smelly cat. <laughs> I've never heard of him. I mean, Me that's probably either. why he's on the last day, because a lot of people yeah. probably won't be, won't be there. <laughs> so that makes sense. So to end the show, let's get into our mock drafts. You want to go first? I'll let you. The floor is yours. The floor is mine. With the ninth pick in the 2023 NFL draft, the Chicago Bears are on the clock. And they should pick Peter Goronsky. Big four, 315 pounds. He's a really good blocker. I've seen, like, that dude, he's a tank. A legit tank. Like, he could help the O-line a lot. And then at the second pick, at 53, I think they should pick Garrett Williams. He's 5'10", so he's not as tall. 192 pounds. And I saw some videos of him, and he's pretty fast. You know, he's pretty good. And then at the 61, I think they should go with Juice Scruggs. He's 6'3", and 301 pounds. And he is also an amazing blocker. What was his name again? Juice Scruggs. Juice? I don't know if that's his real first name. Okay, bet, yeah, that has to be a nickname. Yeah, definitely, but that's what—that's how it is. And like that mock draft you sent me, that's literally what his name is right there, Juice Scruggs. Okay. That's why I was like, mm, is that his name? I don't know. So for, for context, too, I forgot to mention, since Pro Football Focus, they changed it. Because I believe me and Hector did this last year, and they had it free. 
for all seven rounds. Mm-hmm. But this year, now they're making people pay a subscription because it's really popular. Yeah. So they cut it off at three picks. So for the Bears, Mar- as Marissa listed the players that she thinks the Bears should draft, those are a first-round pick, their first number nine, and then they have two second-round picks. Because, yeah. Because of the trade they made with San- or Carolina. Mm-hmm. Now you had a second mock draft too, right? Yes. So if they're not able to get Pete, Peter uh, Skaronsky, I think they should go for Paris Johnson. Popular Not only pick. because he's got a cool name, but he's 6'6", 313 pounds, and he's pretty good. He's, he's an athlete. He's pretty fast for his weight and his height, and then he's also... Ugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's pretty big. He's been highly touted since he was a high schooler, I believe. He was, yeah. uh, I want to say, one of his graduating class. I can't remember, but when he went to Ohio State, he was a uh, either four or five star recruit. Yeah, he's been in the media for a while, but that's a popular pick to go to Chicago. I actually like that one. And I really hope they do get him. But um, for their second round at fifty three, I think they, if they can't get um, Garrett Williams, Luke what? Weipler is a good pick, too, because he's 6'3 and 303 pounds. And he, you know, he's pretty good. He's a, I think, center. So. <laughs> and then at their second round um, with uh, their 61st, I think they should go with Travis Hodges Tomlinson. He's 5'8. He's a little short for, you know, NFL. And then he's 178 pounds. But this dude is like a beast. Like, he will get an interception. He will block a pass. He will be there. Like, he will. He's a cornerback, right? Center back. Yeah, corner. I don't know. CB. I don't know what this stuff means. (laughs) Okay, either way, same thing. He was uh, from TCU, right? Uh, I can't remember. Okay. I believe he's from TCU. He's actually, fun fact. I believe he is the nephew of Ladanian Tomlinson. Interesting. And Ladanian Tomlinson was actually one of my favorite players. Well, then I hope the Bears pick him. Even though he is a Charger. Well, I just had to throw that out there. <laughs> now, before I get into my mock drafts, so I also made two for the Chiefs. They have three picks, a first rounder, a second rounder, and a third rounder. Now, for quick context and background on all of these. So... The Chiefs have made it clear that they're not going to invest huge into wide receiver. They're mm-hmm. not. They're not. While other teams are kind of having to buy the bite the bullet and spend money to sign these guys, the Chiefs aren't. The Chiefs are being a lot more conservative this year at the receiver position, and I think it's because look at last year. You lose Tyreek Hill. You had a little bit of turnover in your wide receiver room. They really didn't have a number one wide receiver. And Patrick Mahomes still won an MVP, and they still won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So it's not, while it is a need, you, I think you still need to add another young guy to that group. You know, competition's always good. Yeah. But you can add anybody in that room, and they're going to have some success. And they've proven that they can run the football, too. So it takes pressure off Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Mahomes can work with anybody, though. So... I don't think that they necessarily have to move up. I think they could. There's a few scenarios where they could move up. There's a few scenarios where they might trade that pick 
that first round pick to mm-hmm. go get a receiver. Now the Chiefs actually did sign Justin Watson and Richie James last week. So again, they're buying low into receiver. Those mm-hmm. are established veterans, but they're getting them on veteran minimum contracts. And then from a tackle perspective, I don't think they used the first round pick on a tackle. The Chiefs are very high. It's been reported that they're very high on Lucas Niang, who was our right tackle. Right tackle's open. He was drafted in 2020, I believe. He played very well in 2021, but got hurt. Last year, obviously, Andrew Wiley stepped up and started. And then there's Darian Kennard as another prospect that they like on their roster. He can be a guard or a tackle. So mm-hmm. I don't think offensive tackle is a priority in the first round. I think that they do need to draft an offensive tackle at some point. And the backup quarterback, there's been people saying this offseason that the Chiefs need to draft a backup quarterback. I don't think you need, need to do that. You just go get a veteran, which they did. They got okay. Blaine, Blaine Gabbert, which some people that are Chiefs fans might like this because he was a former Missouri Tiger. Oh, Mizzou. No, not no, <laughs> Get off my show. No. <laughs> okay, so long story short, that was just a little backstory for how I looked at my picks. Now, my first mock draft, I was very happy with. At pick 31, the Kansas City Chiefs selected Zay Flowers out of Boston College. That's a really cool name. Zay Flowers. Why Flowers? Mm-hmm. He's actually he's one of the top-rated receivers in this class. There's a lot of mock drafts and experts that expect the Chiefs to draft him, if not moving up to go get him a few picks. Now, if the Chiefs move up, they're not moving up any more than 24. Mm-hmm. There's no need for them to move in the teens. There's no need to move closer to 10. There's yeah, just they, not. Got a, they got some good players already. Yeah. So to stay back there, to get him at number 31, he's projected to go, according to PFF, that's where we're basing it off of, he was at number 29. We get him at 31 in my mock draft. So that's good value there. Mm-hmm. My second rounder, I didn't like the edge rushers that were available. I think the Chiefs do need to go edge just because you lose Frank Clark. You did sign ah, Charles something. I ah, can't remember his name. We got him from the San Francisco 49ers. He's actually very good but I forgot his name. <laughs> but we do, I think, again, same thing as the wide receiver room. Competition's always good. You can never have enough pass rushers. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like who was available. I didn't like offensive linemen that were available. So I went cornerback. Cornerback is another position we're very young at. You can't have enough corners. Center backs. Yeah, center backs. <laughs> <laughs> so I selected DJ Turner, a cornerback out of Michigan. He was high, he valued well. He's going to probably be a second round pick. He was projected to go at 67. I got him at 63. Nice. So not bad. I think there's value there. Mm-hmm. And then running off this mock draft, I get a Blake Freeland offensive tackle from BYU. Now, I think that this, there's value here. You get him in the third round. He's projected to go at 98. I got him at 95. Okay. So not far off. I think. Andy Reid probably knows this guy pretty well because Andy Reid has ties to BYU. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming he's done his homework on this kid already. Yeah. Now my second mock draft, I didn't like how this one shaped out. There wasn't a receiver I felt comfortable taking in the first round. And there wasn't an offensive tackle I felt comfortable taking in the first round. Mm-hmm. So I went with a fan favorite. I went with Felix Anukde Uzoma. That's a cool name, too. I might have butchered that pronunciation. Probably. 
but he's from Kansas <laughs> State. So, I mean, he's kind of a local guy. He's actually from the Lee's Summit area. Wow. So he could be, immediately he could become a fan favorite. Hometown yeah. kid, essentially. Yeah. Goes to the Chiefs at pick 31. He's an edge rusher. He was, I believe, the Big 12 player, the Big 12 defensive player of the year in 2021. Had 11 sacks that year. Had eight sacks in 2022 during his junior year. I believe he's 6'3", 255. Mm-hmm. Pretty athletic guy. I think, uh, I think it'd be, a, I, I've seen him play here and there naturally because i mean you watch big 12 football watching ku you watch big 12 yeah (laughs) i meant for me yeah yeah i think he's projected to go late first round so i think it's a good spot for us taking him there and it makes sense the home hometown tie yeah and then second round i went with dj turner again i don't know if the chiefs are going to draft him i don't know if the chiefs really value corner yeah (laughs) go dj (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if the Chiefs are necessarily looking to go corner in the second round or really not until later, maybe just because mm-hmm. they got Joshua Williams and Jalen Williams later in last year's draft. Yeah. So I don't know if they're going to go. They would do it in the second round. And then third round pick, I went with Blake Freeland again at BYU. Okay. Okay. So we kind of, me and you kind of stay the same on some uh, of the picks. I mean, I pick different people each time because. The first one that I made, I meant to write down, like, where they were, like, at and, like, drafted or whatever. But the first one I made, they were a little ahead of where the Bears' picks were. You know what I mean? So I think that uh, Skoronsky was, like, number eight, and they get picked number nine. So, like, I was like, okay, well, they're not going to probably get him. So the second one I made, like, they're all, like, a couple numbers below their actual pick. So I feel like the second one that I made is a little more reasonable. Better grade. Yeah. Just because of the value, kind of like what I was doing. Yeah. Based on off. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. That's what scouts will grade it off of. So if you, once you, when we watch the draft next week, We're if, there. if you pay attention, they'll, the scouts will be saying like, oh, I give this grade, this draft pick at this point in the draft at this position, uh, an A or a C minus. Mm-hmm. You reached on him. He would have, you could have had him in round three, but you picked him in. I think I remember you talking about this last year. Or I don't know if it was last year, but some year where you like made up your picks or whatever. And you're like, they picked him at this number and I needed him to pick at this number. Yeah. It's like, awesome. So, <laughs> I mean, everyone's going to have their own opinion on him, but I think it's fun. It's a fun experiment. You kind of get to see. I mean, how, what did you think about it? I thought it was pretty cool. I'm excited. I'm really excited. I just hope it doesn't rain. Yes, that is true. Could be an exciting time for the Bears. I, I have high hopes for them. I think Gotta Ryan Poles. Bears got to show up. <laughs> show up and show out. You might as well. I think everyone's going to have their own true colors on there. I mean, why not? Just because they're in Kansas City doesn't mean you have to be Kansas City. You could. Nah, it's the NFL as a whole. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be fun. Ryan Poles, second year as GM for the Chicago Bears. He's worked his magic so far. He got a lot of cap space for you guys. Got some draft picks. I'm excited. Got DJ Moore. I'm excited for the reigning Super Bowl champions, though. The Chiefs do have 10 draft picks. I do not believe they use them. Now, before we end this NFL segment, Uh I have one thing I added, and I didn't tell you about it because I wanted to tell you about it now. Surprise. So, 
there's always two things for the listeners that I, I always mess with Marissa about. Mm. And it's either betting <laughs> or stupid ways that I could have proposed to her. Okay. The only way, because I know I told you I would never, I, like, if you tried at, like, any freaking, like, sports thing i would automatically say no and get up like fast before they get the cameras on you so like save you embarrassment but i'd probably like if you did a like a cubs game i probably would say yeah so this wasn't at a sporting event actually oh but it has (laughs) they go hand in hand okay so betting and a proposal it goes hand in hand it would have been a dead no (laughs) so br betting bleacher report betting i like i like getting a lot of interesting tidbits from this twitter page so this better told them back in February that he would propose to his girlfriend if the Chiefs cashed this parlay. So they had win the Super Bowl. Now this parlay, it was a future parlay that included the, the Golden State Warriors to win the NBA Finals last year, the Colorado Avalanche to win the NHL Stanley Cup, and I believe it was another one, and then the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. He only bet $50 on it, and I believe he cashed out at $56,000. Okay. But if that's what he cashed out on, he better have gotten her, like, a really good ring. So he did this and took her to Hawaii and proposed. Okay. On the beach. Okay. See, bet it can be good. If you win, there's a bigger chance you will lose, though. I've actually been holding off on saying this. What? I'm at zero on my account, but I'm not adding any funds for a while. That's the, the that just means you're gonna wait like what a little bit until Probably like that. Oh man, I was gonna go two weeks. That's crazy. To Maybe me. that that's the thing. If you're <laughs> all you all you guys listening, if you can avoid adding funds in your account, you are winning. It doesn't matter if you win a lot of money. If you win a little bit and you're able to play with those winnings, as long as you're not adding funds, you're winning. You or. You could just not do it, live a happy life, never bet anything. You never lose. Like, come on. And you, ke- you get to keep all your money. Where's the fun in that? I have fun. I'm kidding. And spend my money elsewhere. I mean, it's a fair point. Could wear my money. True. Well, we're towards the conclusion of episode 48. Marissa... I hope you had a good time. You did. It's a lot of fun. We'll definitely have fun. to get you back on again. I, I, want, I want to share some gratitude for a second. I, I got to appreciate my fiance for a second. <laughs> Thank you for hopping on last minute. Of course. And for those of you who don't know, I have to give a huge shout out to this lady because without her, none of this would have happened. <laughs> I mean that. I mean that. She actually bought the equipment, my microphone. So if I didn't have this, you were you you were the kick in the butt that really got things in motion. Yeah. Because otherwise, I would have probably just kept doubting myself, second guessing myself. But thank you. I believe in you. I appreciate that. Cool. So we hope you all have a good rest of your week. Have a good weekend. Have a safe weekend. Get ready for draft week. We're gonna have more draft talk next week. At week five of the MLB season. Getting closer to the second round of the NBA playoffs. It's going to be a fun week. Yeah, I'm excited. Fun last week of April as we get closer to May. Take care, everybody. Hope you guys enjoyed episode 48. We'll see you guys for episode 49.